Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, listeners, I'm joined by somebody that until just a few moments ago I hadn't spoken to before, but we met on a global, I say global, networking event, which was really exciting. And as I always do, I say I'm looking for amazing guests, and Jenny stepped forward. So listeners, I know we're in for a real treat and the title of her business is quite interesting as well. So let me introduce you to Jenny. Jenny Bellinger is a certified professional coach and the host of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast. She works with badass direct sales moms with ADHD to help them focus on business growth activities so that they can be present with their family. As an entrepreneur since 2010, she understands the desire to contribute to your family's future and be present with them in the here and now, and how difficult balancing these two priorities can be. So Jenny has learned the hard way. Whilst building two separate businesses, raising two kids, and navigating a divorce, to fulfill that need to provide and be there for her own children. Jenny is also known as the direct sales dom, and I had to ask how to pronounce that, so D-O-M-M-E. And luckily, as a certified professional coach, her methods are very effective, I say extremely effective, I, I hope we're going to hear about, but not painful. Welcome to today's podcast, Jenny. Oh, thank you for having me, Simon. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> now, I know it's 7am in the morning for, for you and it's sort of just gone 1pm for, for me. Uh, so it's quite right that we should be drinking coffee, certainly in your time zone. Uh, tell <laughs> us a little bit about what you're drinking today and why. I'm drinking uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's my <sighs> favourite coffee. It always has been my favourite coffee. I love it. It's, mm, yeah, it's it's my all-time favorite. I literally gave a kidney in order to get more Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you, you see, uh, I'm very jealous now because Dunkin' Donuts as a franchise uh, has really only just started to come to the area near where I live, and it's still uh-huh. probably 45 minutes away. But I met somebody, and we were meeting in a venue called Costa Coffee over here in the UK, and Dunkin' Donuts was the other side of the road. And I've never been to Dunkin' Donuts. So I said, oh, can we swap? Can we move from Costa to Dunkin' Donuts? Because I've never been to Dunkin' Donuts. And I didn't realise the coffee was so great. So that's another good thing. And he said, I'm really sorry, but I'm already here. And I'm halfway through this huge, what looked like um, some kind of latrine device full of coffee. It was enormous, this thing. And he said, so I, I can't leave that and come over to Dunkin' Donuts. So I sat longingly looking at Dunkin' Donuts over the road, drinking this pretty dreadful coffee in Costa Coffee. And I'm sorry if any listeners, if you're Costa Coffee fans, but I don't like Costa Coffee. So I'm definitely going to have to try Dunkin' Donuts coffee now you've said that, Jenny. Oh, it's it's my favorite. Um, I 
I grew up a Dunkin' Donuts fan uh, in my in my childhood, just loving the donuts, and then tried yeah. the coffee as an as an adult, and just fell in love. I love it. Well, there you go. We're, we're, we're all thinking about it right now. So, how do you take your coffee? Give us an idea of how you take it. Um, I take it with uh, usually some sort of creamer whole milk something like that and okay. i do enjoy a little bit a little bit of sugar but mostly stevia um because uh, i am yeah. trying to be uh calorie conscious <laughs> yeah you see i don't take sugar uh in mm. hardly anything i love you know cookies i love anything sweet i love chocolate but I just in a drink or my cereal no um, but the, the the whole sweetener thing and doing the alternative, I know so many people who do it because they feel they have to, but they really don't like the taste of it. Does the one that you have is that okay? Does it taste okay? Yeah, or? the stevia. The stevia has it's got a slightly different sweetness to it, but mm. it is still um, it, it's better than any of the other like the artificial sweeteners because stevia yeah. is a natural um, a natural sweetener. As opposed mm. to, for example, aspartame or, um, oh, yeah. what's the other one? Splenda or whatever. Yeah. Those yeah. those do not taste good to me. I can't. Mm -mm. Nope. Well, that's <laughs> just killed my sponsorship options with those then, hasn't it? Um, so anyway. <laughs> Only if you think I'm a big deal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> other brands are available that I'm willing to talk to. Mm -hmm. So the it's interesting you say about natural air because the only thing I do tend to put in my coffee particularly if i had been talking all day it's just a little drop of honey because i like uh, honey for the immune system but it just takes the the edge and provides a little bit of soothing for the back of the throat as well so i've mentioned mm. that many times to the listeners so sounds like you've got a really interesting uh business first of all and yeah when i asked you about the the bio and the word dom and you mentioned the the dominatrix element to, to that and uh, obviously as you say you whip your clients in into business give us a little bit of the backstory behind how you got into this because you know sorting your businesses raising the kids going through a divorce yeah you know, I sense there's a real story that we can share with the listeners as of how you got to where you are now Oh, yeah. So I, I started out my my adulthood as a middle school science teacher <laughs> and mm -hmm. took some time off uh, from teaching when I had my my first child. And with the belief that I could go back into education and teaching at any time. And when I did decide to go back into teaching, it was 2010, which was right smack dab in the middle of that global real estate yeah. recession thing that was going on and schools around where I live didn't have money to hire a teacher with experience so in 2010 I went on 18 interviews um, and every single principal said I wish I could hire you but we can't afford you and so after the 18th no I basically took that sign from the universe that this is not where I was meant to be. I was not meant to go back into the classroom. So I asked the universe, you know, if not the classroom, where am I supposed to be? And then I got invited to a direct sales jewelry event. My sister-in-law had started uh, with this company and my intent was to go there and 
really just like buy a necklace or a bracelet or something pretty and sparkly sure. and help help her start her business. And by the end of the event, I had signed up to also do the direct sales jewelry business with her. And I got back home and pretty much told my ex-husband, well, he was my husband at then the time, husband. but my yeah, yeah, my then husband, um, it, you know, I went ahead and signed up for this business because it, it seemed too good a deal to turn down. And given that I was willing to, you know, he and I were both willing for me to go back into the classroom, which is mm -hmm. a 60 hour work week. I was like, I can work this from home. So if I work this business 20 to 30 hours, and I get yeah. to stay home with the kids. We don't win, have to win. pay for daycare. This seems like a win-win. Mm -hmm. And so all I asked was his support for one year and support to me. And I did define this with him. So support looked like, you know, if I went, whenever I had parties to go do, take yeah. care of the kiddos without complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then don't try and talk me out of the business for the first year. Let I me do. have my ups and downs because this is a business. I'm not going to get it right in the first month. I'm not going to get it right in the first six months. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get it right, but I need I need to do this for at least a year and, and see how this goes. And within a year, I had triple promoted, earned two trips, and gotten some, you know, car bonuses. Right. So right. Well done. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> So, but to transition from direct sales to coaching, that happened a few years later because uh, my team actually ended up reaching to be in the top, well, they ended up being the, we ended up being the number one uh, group recruiting in the world in my, in my entire company. And we ended up, my team then also ended up hitting number three in group sales um, in the entire world. So that launched me into being known within the company as an effective leader. And so leaders started reaching out and asking me to come train, you know, do conference calls and train their team. And because this was pre-COVID, pre-Zoom yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thing. So I would dial in on a conference call and do a training um, for their, for these teams all over the United States and in some cases started um, being asked to do that internationally with teams in Australia and Germany as well. So that led me down the path to heading towards becoming a coach. Yeah, yeah. And why the, I mean, I assume that the industry you were in had more women uh, in it. So that was why yeah. the slant was more to women. And of course, you know, we we go where we're good at and people we connect with as well, don't we? Has, right. Was that something that happened by plan or is that something that has evolved over time? Um, in terms of who I work with, the, mm, the women yeah. with ADHD. Yeah, it, it really comes down to uh, the fact that, yes, the direct, direct sales industry does have, uh, at the last statistic I checked, 76% is female. So it's at least here in the United States, and, and I'm assuming that's probably fairly consistent around the world. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's overwhelmingly women anyway. Um, and, and I think, 
you know, we, we tend to serve, and you kind of alluded to this in the question, we tend to serve those who are most like us. Um, and especially those who are the version of us two and three and four iterations before yeah. who we are now. So we can kind of show them the way. So that's how that ended up me, you know, wanting to work with women specifically. But then also one of the things I started noticing about nine, 10 months ago is a vast majority of my clients also have ADHD. <laughs> so yeah. um, they are the ones who are feeling pulled in a million different directions and needing help and accountability really uh, to focus on their business growth activities. So that focus piece is what's um, what they're struggling with. So that's what I know how to help them with. Yeah. And I'm going to probably say a few things now that uh, listeners, you might find slightly unpolitically correct. But, you know, as a business owner, and I've realized this more uh, as a as a coach as well, accountability is critical. You know, I've always paid for accountability. You know, yes, mm -hmm. you can get it from peers, you can get it from your friends, but it's, it never quite has the same level that you need if you pay for it and what you receive. And certainly over here in the UK, we've become very liberal in the use of the word somebody being on the spectrum. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, whether that's autism, ADHD, you know, all, all different ways. And you know, I think yeah. most entrepreneurs, if you actually did some kind of test under the medical definition of being on the spectrum, we would be on the spectrum. Um, oh, yeah. And and that's why, you know, and we, we used to call it profiling, didn't we? Or disc profiling. Are we dominant? Now dominant <laughs> on the disc profiling would probably get you certified in some way. But, you know, we, <laughs> it's true. Oh. But, yeah. you know, we, we do need that level of accountability as business owners. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think the more readily we have to accept that we can have the help and, you know, need that accountability as well as the awareness and education, I think the the quicker we can head towards success, isn't it? Is that something you find with the with the businesses and the women you work with? It, can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, is, is it that uh, accountability? Is that something that is really, really important? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, um, the accountability is something they don't always know that that's what they're hiring for, but that's why they stick around, Yeah. Um, is, is that piece. Um, because especially in the direct sales industry, I'll have a lot of people say, well, I have an accountability partner. Mm. And I ask them how well it's working for them. <laughs> you know, uh, very similar, AKA Dr. Phil, how's that, how's that working for you? Um, and once we really dig in, they they realize that they're not being held truly accountable. They're just having a daily chat with somebody. They're not saying, yes, I did this. No, I didn't do that thing. You know, it's, oh, I didn't do that thing because this came up and they're, this other person is accepting excuses. And instead of saying, well, what are you going to do to get that done? Because they haven't been trained the way we have in, in the coaching world to really dig in and, and find, you know, that's three days now you haven't done the thing you said you were going to do. What's holding you back? Yeah. And there always is something getting in the way. Might be them, and usually yeah. is them, isn't it? But sometimes it's <laughs> nine times out of ten, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting as you were talking. Then I was thinking about you know the 
yeah, the, the title uh, that you gave yourself. And yeah, I have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. with some of the coaches that I coach. And occasionally, if it stays on the coaching agenda three times, then there's a forfeit. And there was a, a great mm. coach up in Scotland called Dave Drimmy. So Dave, if you ever listen to this, hi. Um, and I'm calling you out now, Dave. But he hadn't done something at least three times. And we had given him a couple of forfeits and uh, he hadn't really taken them that seriously. So we gave him quite, he hates being on video. He's not a singer. So I just finished watching, I think, uh, one of the lip sync programs. And it was uh, Dwayne Johnson doing Shake It Off to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it's one of my wife's favourite videos of, of The Rock. So Dave's forfeit was on video to do a recording of Taylor Swift Shake It Off lip syncing it. And I tell, you, <laughs> I tell you, Jenny, this guy put way too much gusto into the production and the preparation. I don't think it was a forfeit. I think he loved it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, he got it done. And he, he got it done and he still did the forfeit. He said, because do you know what? I, that forfeit really drove me to do it. So I wanted to do the forfeit just to show that I could do both. I could do the action that I'd said I was going to do. And mm-hmm. actually, I was happy to have a little bit of fun uh, and have a little bit of uh, the Michael taken out of me. So, uh, yeah, but it was a fantastic performance. It was worthy oh, of being on nice. TV. Tell you, really good. So let me let me come to a question about your business then. If mm-hmm. if you've been working on this uh, for the time that you have and you gave us a good evolution of becoming a coach, what's the latest or most significant thing that you perhaps have been working on or have learned in the last 12 months? Oh, great question. Um, it, it's really been, uh, for me, a major shift in how I'm going to build and grow and scale um to be able to reach the number of people that i want to reach and it started with um i ended up going on the marketers cruise which is something that has been happening for a number of years um and it but it was my first time going uh, back in january of 2023 and while there i was talking to another coach who had started around the same time i did um and he had, he, in 2022, had just missed hitting seven figures, but he was so close that statistically, wow. I would say he hit seven he figures. <laughs> you know, yeah. the roundup was good enough, right? Yeah. Um, and so I asked him, I said, what, what was the difference? What happened? Um, how did you get there? Whereas I'm still in the, in the six figure range. And he said, um, I stopped trying to grow by 30% and I started deciding to grow by 30X. Wow. Okay. And I went, oh, by, yeah, 30 times the size instead of 30%. And I went, oh, that's a, like, that really was a a mindset shift for me to really think about what, what would that look like and how many people could I serve? And so I... I really started to like open myself up to meeting people who would <clears throat> help me mo- help move me in that direction and uh, ended up then meeting through someone else from the marketers cruise, a, yeah. a new connection who helped walk me through um, uh, 
the development of a $10 million blueprint for my business. Like yeah. what would it look like to get from where I am, not just to hit the seven figures, but to jump to the eight figures. Um, yeah. And that right there was a, a major shift in realizing that I was trying to do the Ascension model of coaching, which is bring people in who are at the bottom, coach them to a coach them up to the mid range, get them into that mid range coaching, exactly. take them from mid range coaching up to, you know, and what I really am focusing on now is starting at the top, start with yeah. top level leaders, and really focus on talking, working with these top level leaders. And as soon as I switched to that, it was so interesting how they started showing up in my life. Um, and, and not by interestingly enough, not by connection or referral, literally just showed up yeah. in my, on, on my calendar. And so it was super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, in, that's been in the last, the last month that, that, that shift really started already to happen. Um, cause I did the $10 million blueprint at the end of June, maybe beginning of July. And oh, so now, oh, so maybe recent. six weeks. Yeah. yeah. So it's been fairly recent. Yeah. So I've got to ask the question because, you know, I mean, 30% growth, I think even most people say, wow, that that's stretching. And <laughs> to have somebody change that from 30% to 30x that, you know, and I was talking to a guy yesterday from uh, Vancouver who was 10xing his business. And, and for most of us, when we hear that, we get paralyzed, don't we? Because it feels so unachievable, so out of reach. How can I ever get to that, even thinking about 30x in my business? Was that something you went through in feeling? And, and how did you overcome that? Because the listeners are probably thinking yeah. that right now. I'm thinking that's just, that's okay for some people, but that's not, that's not okay for us mere mortals. Right. Um, what was really interesting was when I was going through the $10 million blueprint with, with Caitlin, my, my friend Lucas, who introduced me to her, um, was also on the call. And he, as we were talking all of these numbers, these really high numbers of how to get to this $10 million business, he, he stopped her at one point and he said, Jenny, you are way too calm for all this, most people would be freaking out right now. And I said, no, I'm, and this, this feeds back to my ADHD and being slightly on the spectrum, uh, very slightly autistic. And, uh, I said, no, I'm just really good at masking. I'm really oh, good at, you know, and plus we were on zoom. So it was like, you can only <laughs> see me from the shoulders up. What you don't you see, see are, my feet. <laughs> My, yeah, you can't even see my legs. They're jiggling like crazy right now. Cause I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, like internally. Yes. I absolutely felt the terror and the, um, the disbelief and who am I to, you know, the, you know, that, yeah. that, the worthiness piece. And what took me through it was him asking me, okay, so let's, go to the place where you've made the $10 million, right? Let's, let's fast forward you to that time where it's happened. Look back. How did, how did you get there? 
how did mm. you meet the people that you needed to meet? Because my, my fear was around, I've been marketing to the entry level coaching people and the mid-level coaching people. I have not been marketing to these top leaders. I don't know how to do that. And he said, how did you find them? Where did they come from? And I started like verbal vomiting <laughs> all of these ideas yeah. of where this came from. So he, he very brilliantly coached me through that process. And it, it really comes down to, for the longest time, it, um, I've, I subscribe to the Susan Jeffers, you know, belief of feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, um, somebody who's sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I, I can't, I can't 10, I can't 10 X, let alone 30 X feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, yeah. because nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right. It's, you know, if I don't shoot for the 30 X, I can't even possibly one X, two X, three X, five X, 10 X. Right. Yeah. Um, we tend to, as humans, I think slightly undershoot where yeah. whenever we have a big goal like that, which is fine. So if I undershot the 30 X and got to 20 or 25 instead, it's something I never would have reached yeah. if I aimed for 10. Yeah. And, I, and it is you know, a, a natural instinct for us, isn't it? I was talking to a, a lady yesterday and she wants to exit her business. And I said, when do you want to exit your business? She's in five years time. I said, right, mm. well, we need to get your business sale ready in two years' time. And she says, no, 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 you, I think you misheard me. Five years. I want to get my business sale ready in five years because I want to sell it in five years. I said, well, if you want to sell it in five years, the likelihood is it's going to be seven. If we aim for two and get it sale ready with due diligence and the first one you're probably going to sell to is going to fall through, so then we <laughs> need a you know, backup. I said, if we go for two, it's probably going to be three to four. And I'm not saying that because we're deliberately trying to miss it, but we just have to understand that you know, the universe has a way of throwing things in our way just to make sure we're tenacious enough to follow this through. Uh, and yes. we have to do that, don't we? So, uh, yeah. yeah, completely with you on that. But um, I think for, for a lot of the listeners, and you know, certainly a journey I've been through as well, where when people, you know, my marketing coach, Taki, you know, said to me sometimes, double your price. Just... Double your price twice a year. And I was like, what? Uh, and you know, I'm now probably six or seven times the price that I was 18 months ago. And mm. when we do that, I think we also have that imposter syndrome of, as you mentioned there, the top tier level. Because you have to understand that, that most of the people at the base level can't afford that five or six times the level of price. So you, you have right. to up your clients. But then you start to get the worry of, am I good enough to work with these top tier people? Uh, and mm. I, I know very often we look for too much to be good enough. And sometimes the simplicity of just showing them that quarter of a screw turn that these people need to make can make such yeah. a big difference to what you do. How did you cope with that feeling perhaps of how do I work with these top level people? Because you're there at the moment, aren't you? Right, exactly. So for me, that that really came down to the the really cool thing is, like I said, the the seven figure earner who showed up on my calendar and showed up on my podcast. Um, 
after talking to her, I found out she had been listening to my podcast as well and had completely yeah. fallen in love with it and thought I was absolutely brilliant. And I was like, all right, if a seven figure earner thinks I'm brilliant, <laughs> I, who am I to, to dismiss that and, and not believe her and she's wanting to work with me. She's wanting to, um, get me in front of her, her organization. Yeah. So, um, it, until that moment, yes, there was some questioning. And then once she was like, yeah, I absolutely love what you're doing in the world and, and want to, you know, get more of my team in front of you. Cause I can only do so much with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, angel yeah. singing, you know? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the tingles as well, don't you? You get the you get the sound of the singing right. and you get the tingles and the goosebumps, don't you, as well? And you think, wow. Absolutely. And you know, not to say that, oh yes, I'm completely and utterly cured of my my worthiness yeah. thing. I think we as humans um always teeter on that and go back and forth. Yes. just because of life circumstances. Well, we, we have that flight I'm... mode, don't we, built into us. And that's that's that flight mode, yeah. isn't it? I'd rather run away from it rather than stand and prove that I'm worth my worth. Right. So. Well, again, that 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 goes back to my the, the Susan Jeffers uh, feel the fear and do it anyway, um, because I know I'm not going to die from coaching somebody. Yes. I'm not yeah. going to die. They're not going to die. I'm not, I'm not giving them life and death situational coaching. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking business. Um, and business, you know, when I talk about humans and the way we um, we're constantly juggling, the, the business is a bouncy ball. You can drop your business a little bit. It'll bounce back. You know, there, there's very few things that completely make your business unsavable yeah yeah completely so agree. and there's always a jewelry party to go to but to rescue <laughs> you anyway isn't there so, and that's the thing there's always something else there isn't it if you if you if you, I mean, yeah. somebody once said to me when i set up in business many many years ago back in the early 90s you know so i'll give you two bits of advice always pay your taxes particularly over here in the uk pay your vat because they are not forgiving he said and when you get knocked down just get straight back up again. Dust yourself down. And if you can't carry on, go and do something different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had lots of different types of businesses. I've had some businesses that haven't done very well. And I've had some businesses that I've turned around. And, you know, we do have to have that ability as entrepreneurs and business owners just to say, okay, this isn't doing very well. What else mm -hmm. should I do? Yeah, and we use the word pivot these days, don't we? Which I'm not a big fan of completely turning around doing a, a 180. I'm more of a 90 degree person myself. Uh, but uh, we'll True. see. So I just want to share one, one quick thing with the listeners based upon what you said, because you know this was a battle I had. I, I One of my values is what I call the Sherpa effect. I've got mm. to have gone up the mountain myself and come down safely to show other people how to do it. Okay, and it's one of my core values. And I really struggled with that as a coach, and I'm sure there's other coaches listening to this and consultants and advisors. Because if you're coaching somebody, like you said there, who is a seven-figure, eight-figure person, that really becomes a, 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 a sort of a, a, a higher amplifier of that unworthiness. Because you think, well, I've not been to where they are. How can I help them? 
And somebody once said to me when I was talking about this, I think it was Ed Dale, he said, if you look at sports, a great coach isn't always a great sports person. Mm. So some of the best coaches in the world are not the best soccer players in the world. You know, good, right. really fantastic soccer players do not make that good a coach. So as long as you mm -hmm. have some of that Sherpa skill that you understand the the being in a business and the mindsets, etc. So as long as you are good enough at what they do, that's okay. But what you have to be is exceptional at getting the best out of them. And that is the difference. He said, so think about it that way. You, yes, you need to be a Sherpa, but you don't have to be, you know, the the great hero that, that they are. And I think Donald Miller talks about it in his book, doesn't he? Building a story brand. You know, we're the guide. They're the hero. Our job is to make them the hero. We're the Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. to Luke Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker becomes better than Obi-Wan Kenobi, don't we? You know, so. Right. Um, yeah. And that's where we are. Um, so you mentioned podcast. You've mentioned your business. Mm -hmm. Tell the listeners a little bit of how they can connect and find out more about you, Jenny, please. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. If they're wanting to hear more, especially if they're in the direct sales network marketing industry and would like to have a podcast that speaks directly to that industry, that's the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. Great. And if they want to connect with me, my website is a great place to do that. And it's the same name as the podcast, badassdirectsalesmastery.com. Um, we've got a wonderful contact me form there. Reach out to me and would love to, to have a chat. Yeah. And for those of us in different parts of the world, badass is not two words. When you mm -hmm. spell it on your website, it's one, isn't it? It's not hyphenated. Yeah. It's just correct. one word. Great. Yep, absolutely. We mm -hmm. We'll make sure we include those links, listeners, in the show notes as, as well. And to the podcast in particular. So uh, I know... Anna, who does the show notes, will do an amazing job of making sure that links in because she will listen to this podcast, you see. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, Jenny, if you could give the listeners uh, a lesson or a tip that they can take away from today's podcast, which is something they can take action upon pretty quickly, not something for years mm. in the future, something they can do something with perhaps even right now, what lesson or tip would you share? Hmm... Man, I'm 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 oscillating back and forth between uh, get a coach who actually knows how to hold you accountable. Great, yep. <laughs> um, and or feel the fear and do it anyway, and maybe that's both. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're scared of accountability, you're scared of getting a coach. Maybe that that that's what you really need. Um, yeah. Is is somebody who can really really take you forward because growth, if growth is what you want, growth is not comfortable. No. It, it, it isn't. There's a lot that happens both, you know, inside you and outside of you. Like you said, the universe has ways of throwing things in your Certainly. way to see how badly do you really, really, really want this. Mm -hmm. um, so to, to have that um, understanding that, that growth is uncomfortable, but when you have a coach really guiding you through that, yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be me. Just find the one that's right for you because there's millions of us around the world. Find are. the right one for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly are. And, and I think you've said something very important there because I think accountability is something that a lot of business owners, uh, no matter what industry you're in, whether you're male, female or anything else, 
you know, yeah. accountability is something that we do back away from and we are fearful of because none of us like to be told that our baby is ugly. You know, <laughs> nobody likes to be told, you need to do this, why didn't you do it? Uh, and there is a fear of that. So I think, yeah, those two things uh, are great. And definitely put the two together. I think that's a, that's a great way. Let's, let's blend yeah. the two together. That's, that's great. Yeah. So final question then, Jenny. If you were to have your next Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which... That's it. Um, in the next two weeks, I am going to get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's me done. I've got a week vacation, so I've got to work it around there, but I'm going to do it, listeners. That's my commitment. That's my accountability. Um, saying it to about 6,000 people on here, that'll do it. Um, but if you're going to have that next coffee, what would be a dream location? And who would you be having the coffee with? Mm. Either somebody in business or somebody in life. That's a great question. I would say I would be having that coffee in Paris because okay. I love Paris. I've been once before and I want to go back. Yeah. Um, and I would say, mm, does it have to be someone in my own timeline? No, absolutely not. Okay. No. I would want to have that coffee with myself, my future self, and Ooh. be like, how did I, how did I get forward. there? <laughs> ah, you're the first <laughs> yeah. person ever to go forward, not go back. Most uh, people go back. Yeah, I, I want to know, I want to know how I, how I got there, you know, um, yeah. maybe shorten my learning curve and, and possibly yeah. get there a little Any faster. tips to avoid, yes. <laughs> Any shortcuts. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good yeah. one. Now, Listeners, what you have to understand listening to this is that that was quite a difficult question to answer, not because it was a difficult question, but a beautiful cat has appeared on the video, has walked across the counter at the back and then has proceeded to sort of just gnaw the back of your head, it looked like, uh, and then sit on the back of your chair. So that's quite a distraction. So well done for answering that question. And listeners... Yeah, we might even take a screenshot of the of the cat there on the back. There's always something that appears like that on when you're on video, isn't it? Always. Every every time, and I swear, my cats, it because I have three of them, but they hear me talking, and so yeah. they can't see or hear you because I've got earbuds in, and yeah. so I'm sure they assume I'm talking to them. So they're like, "Well, I, I should go <laughs> over if she's talking to me. I should go hang out with her." And so, um. The cat behind me is also proof that cats can be trained because I had to put him on the back of my chair because I have a big fluffy executive style office chair. Yeah. And uh, I had to put him up there about 1,732 times <laughs> to, get, to train him to just, yeah. oh, fine. Well, okay. She's just going to put me there anyway. So I'll just go there first. Yeah. Well, well done on the training and and a great, <laughs> a great uh, thing to share as well. So. Yeah, yeah, think about that, listeners. What would you ask yourself if you saw that future self in five, ten years' time? Because they're the questions that really you ought to be asking yourself now, aren't they? So, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps yeah. now. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go like <laughs> ask myself those questions. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. I've got a flip chart right behind me, so I'll go and do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being an amazing guest. You've shared so much fun, uh, so much insights into your journey and also into some of the things that we can be looking at and particularly on the accountability 
uh, and you know overcoming those fears and just pushing on uh, anyway so thank you for being an amazing guest it's been an absolute pleasure oh thank you for having me this this has been really a a, a different and unique um podcast interview that's thank you well, you're fantastic i appreciate that from somebody who does podcasts so yeah um and just give us the name of the podcast of yours again Yes, it is Badass Direct Sales Mastery, and my name is Jenny Bellinger, so pretty easy to find. You can just go search me or search the name of the podcast to find it. And it's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E. Yes. Not with a Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Correct. listeners, there you go. Uh, and listeners, all you need to do now is go and leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of this podcast. Tell us what you've done differently. What have you done to get accountability? What have you done to overcome your fears? Uh, and how many times did you have to put your cat on the back of the chair before it stayed there? Because we've got the standard now, 1,700 and something is, is, the, is, the, is the aim to beat. Uh, and of course, as always, you know, make sure that you subscribe so you get to know when the next episode is coming out. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Bye, Jenny. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.